Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss the Hyperloop, the flu, and PT. I don't waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right. We're back. It's another week. Return to the Mac. A lot of shit. No. A lot of shit happened. <laughs> A lot of fucked up shit happened this week, Ryan. Yeah. I'm not afraid to tell you that I am shell-shocked it was by the week in news. Oh, week? It's been a week. It's Do you only, think the New York Thursday. Times is- It's only Thursday, and the week basically started on Tuesday because it's Memorial. it was Memorial Day weekend, so it's been three days. Do you think the New York Times' is The Weekly will encapsulate just how? I hope so. <laughs> I hope they capture all of this. I saw a trailer for um, I saw a trailer for Axios has an HBO show, apparently. Oh, do they? And I saw a trailer for season two, which apparently they're doing a season two. And uh, it ends with Jared Kushner saying it's hard to keep up with the times. <laughs> and I can only hear it as I only hear that as Axios, you Axios are doing a bad job of keeping up with the New York Times. That's the way I heard. <laughs> that's the way I see it. Um, anyhow. Anyhow. Fuck Jared Kushner. So what's the most what was the most a notable thing from this week for you? Let's Death start Stranding. With, yeah, Death you're going to say it. I can't stop talking about Death Stranding. Um I wasn't even that interested in Death Stranding. I so okay, here's what happened. So uh Hideo Kojima is the god. The god is he <laughs> is has been, you know, teasing this game for like several years. He loves to tease. He and loves foreplay. He does. He really does. He's all about edging. Is it his, his, He's an edgy edger. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and um, and so finally we got this big thing. They're like, oh, there's going to be this thing. It's a Twitch thing. And you go on Twitch and there's all these hands. The world is in your hands is the thing. And Wait, by, by the way, happening at the same time as Nintendo's or the Pokemon company's Pokemon press conference on Twitch. Twitch is really like nailing down these. Uh, Twitch is hot. These live events. It's too hot for TV. Too hot that for should, TV. That should be their tagline. It's not TV. It's Twitch. <laughs> Too hot for TV. Twitch. I want my Twitch TV. Um. Anyhow, so so then they revealed a, tra- a trailer mm-hmm. for the game Death Stranding, which you know I was harboring this this hope that it was going to be. There's a Reddit. There's been a Reddit theory that has been. I mean, a lot of people have talked about it. You know, um, Kojima was going to do a a new version of the game Silent Hill. Which was a huge would be a huge departure for him because he doesn't do survival horror, and um, they released a demo for it in 2014 called PT on the PlayStation, which I've never played, but I've heard from people and I understand is like one of the greatest. Like, there is sort of, a recreation of it. In yeah, PC. I don't want to. I don't. That's it's definitely not going to be as good. There's no okay. fucking way it's going to be as good. So so so, and there was this there's this Reddit rumor or Reddit theory that's like Death Stranding is all it's all like. Uh, subterfuge it's all like it's like it's meant to look like a game about something it's like norman reedus is in it mads mickelson all these people it's like the sci-fi thing but actually it's like the silent hill game somehow like and like in the in the demo there's like scenes from the game in like pictures on the wall like scenes from death stranding and like paintings on the wall and it's like all this like weird you know conspiracy shit and i was like oh my god it'd be so fucking amazing if like you think it's going to be this one thing and it's actually something totally different, which by the way, I think there's actually, we, I wouldn't say that's a totally, that's totally off the table. I'll get to that in a second. But anyhow, they released a trailer yesterday. Was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a nine minute trailer. It doesn't really tell you what the game is about, but it looks really good. Uh, it's set in America after some kind of apocalyptic event, supposedly. Um, it opened. I think it might open with the line of like, like Norma Reedus saying like America is finished or close, something close to it, and then he tells the the woman president. You know, it's a you know it's a video game because there's a woman president in it, so it's like completely unrealistic. <laughs> um, and uh, he's like, "You're the president of jack shit," which is I think a great line. And um, I don't know, like Mads Mikkelsen is like a bad guy. There's like a baby as in, usual. Like a, it's like a baby in a test tube. Leah Sadeau is in it. Everyone's crying. There's like a scene where every character in the game is crying. Um, like heavy rain, and it's coming out November eighth. Yeah, like heavy rain. And I'm shocked that it made it. That and if Cyberpunk comes out this generation, I will be shocked because I was pretty sure these were going to be games bumped over to PS5. There's no fucking way. Xbox Two or mark whatever. my words. Cyberpunk is not coming out in 2019. Is Lady Gaga still involved with that? I don't think so. Was she ever involved? Yeah, at one point there was like a rumor that she was the main I character. Think, I don't think that's correct. And that's not right at all. 
Cyberpunk. Hey, you don't know that it isn't a sequel to A Star Is Born, where Allie is a, a robot cop. Still haven't seen it. I heard there's a twist ending, but I don't want to hear anything about. There's it. a lot of pee. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> what? There's a lot of pee in A Star Is Born. Oh my god. Um, I. It's piss pig content. There. <laughs> Please, Ryan. Please, there are ch- children listening to this. Um, there's no way that Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out. It's too ambitious for this. There's no Think way of the loading times. There's no fucking way it's coming out on this generation. I mean, it, it will be available for this generation of consoles. Just for the Wii U. No, it'll be available <laughs> the greatest console. But it's not it's not they're not they're gonna at, at E3 they're gonna be like coming in twenty twenty. Yeah. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna show like a And there di- might be a version that drops on PS4 or whatever, but it's a PS5 game. It'll be yeah, that's right. Um but yeah, Death Stranding is coming out for the PS4. Yeah, November, and, and uh, you know it looks pretty good. Now the whole thing has made me want to buy. You can buy a, a, a old PlayStation console with PT the PT demo on it, mm-hmm. which so is this, psychotic. Yeah, well, I, this whole thing has spurred me into action, and now I have a bunch in my on my watch list on eBay. Oh and I'm my like, god, maybe I'll You're buy me one. with the virtual boy. It's not good. It's a bad situation. But um, anyhow, so like Death Stranding seems really good and interesting. It looks great, and frankly, Kojima with every release has done something that's really surprised me. And like, I think that he has, he's the kind of person that even though he has had a lot of mainstream success and of course there are ups and downs within like Metal Gear Solid and stuff. I think he, Metal Gear Solid is great. Sure. But there are ups and downs creatively, but I do think he has maintained a sort of outsider's artist perspective and has been able to consistently get things out the door with that, which is, which is difficult. And he's like the David Lynch of video games where I'm, consistently shocked that the things he makes gets out the door and that he continues to work with big companies and makes these weird things. So I'm actually really pumped because I have been missing super weird yeah. video games. But they're also action-packed. I mean, they're, they sure. are like... They're sellable. They're games. Yeah. I mean, they're fun games. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, so, so I'm... They marketed Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, I am excited about Death Training, but then somebody, I saw a tweet today, which I thought was interesting, where somebody's like, did you notice that every time there's a scene change in the trailer, it's not like a fade. It's someone's eyes blinking, like as if someone's observing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, it is Silent Hill. It's like this is like a TV show in the Silent Hill universe or something. I don't know. I'm holding out hope that there's a there's another surprise waiting for us. And that these little like Easter eggs weren't, you know. Weren't bullshit. Just Easter eggs. The other thing that's interesting is that, I mean, what's, what's really – so first off, like, um, Kojima, he has such like weird ideas. Like I was reminded of the the PS One, the Metal Gear Solid, that there's a battle, and I remember playing this at my friend's house, and it like blew my mind. Where you fight this character Psycho Mantis, and Psycho Mantis like takes control of your controller. Like like Psycho Mantis is like he reads your memory card, oh, yeah, 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 and talks about it. Like he's like, oh, I see you've been playing Castlevania, and like it's like, oh my god, it's like a crazy idea. And then like he's like, he's like, I'm a, I'm telekinetic. Look how powerful I am. And he's like, put your controller on a table. And then he like vibrates the controller with his mind or whatever. It's really fucking cool. And then in order to beat him, you have to literally unplug the controller and plug it into the the second player control slot, mm-hmm. control port, which is nuts. Anyhow, I was reminded of those kinds of things, and I'm just like, that's such an interesting, weird, like, fourth wall breaking that, like, is so rarely done. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a game that I was playing that just did it. I can't think of what it is right now. At any rate. It's a really well-executed version of when Nintendo would make you blow on the DS screen. Is that a thing? Yeah, you'd, you'd like blow on the DS screen and it would react as if wind was in the game because the oh, microphone could pick right, up the static right, right. That's cool. air movement. That's very cool. Anyhow, so yeah, Death Train. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, there's not much else to say. I mean, oh, 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 but there is, oh, sorry, one other thing to say about it. There's a, um, there's a special edition version of it you can get that has the baby in the little like carrying pod, <laughs> which is insane, but I, like, I want to buy it for some reason that is, you know, capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, what else is going on? What well, in other video game news, the Xbox Game Pass is coming to PC, which gives further credence to the idea that Xbox is just going to be sort of like Stadia, where it's like a Software it's everywhere service. service, as opposed SaaS. to like it, games will show up on the Switch, as opposed to like you buy an Xbox for the experience. I mean, if they can get the streaming latency, and working with Sony too, think of the streaming latency, right? It's a cool idea. It's very Microsoft of them. 
Yeah. It's very much like a PC idea for video games. It's kind of a natural evolution because they had cross-buy for a while, and so this is like a natural... Here's a question. Why doesn't Microsoft buy Valve? Yeah, I have no idea. I've thought for a long time... That'd like, be so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Yeah. It'd be insane. They went on a streak purchasing developers, and my thinking was like, if you just bought Valve, you could then have the control over the developers to make everything cross-buy and console and locked down. And honestly, like, Valve, with the... You know, Epic and GOG and alternative stores could really use it. And it's like a perfect integration because um, Steam is so great on Windows. It would give them a foothold even on Mac and all that stuff. It just seems like a natural thing that they should probably do. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the what the value finances. The company has an estimated worth of two to four billion, which is like nothing to Microsoft. <laughs> nothing. I mean, they they paid. Eight billion for uh... and Microsoft is not known to not acquire. <laughs> like Microsoft's pay... main move is to just buy things. I'm out. trying to think of they Microsoft... like own GitHub. Microsoft bought like GroupMe or something for eight billion dollars. No, it wasn't GroupMe. It was not LinkedIn. Link... No, I think LinkedIn was more. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. This is really good. It's stuff. not like the Apple move where like Apple like just comes up with their own version of a competitor. If it works, like Apple Music, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It Microsoft just buys people. So why twenty six point they... two billion is what they paid for LinkedIn. Twenty six point two billion dollars. Okay. To spam um, my email with someone. Oh, they paid at my like they paid like eight billion for like an ad thing that they like wrote down. They're like, uh, it's nothing. They bought Nokia. It didn't, it didn't they work. can buy Valve. Right. Hold on. No, hold on. Let's see what the Nokia. Let's see how much? How much do you think Nokia was? I don't know. Those patents were each worth a billion dollars. Oh, eight billion. Yeah, eight billion. Total. Total waste. Just of money. buy Valve. Valve would be a really good investment. You get Steam. You get, you get all their all hardware. those developers. And frankly, yeah. So with Sony's like stock of first party and third party developers that they kind of have on lock and their foothold in VR, it's kind of the main move. It's a move. It's a gaming move. And then you use then you like do like Steam on like consoles. And you say and to do big picture mode, do it right. And you say to developers, if you do cross like cross uh, buy, like if you create a a port for Xbox, which is super easy because it's an x86 platform, you get a slightly bigger share of your revenue. So there's your incentive. Right. Anyway, they're it. not doing any of this. They're no, this is all Xbox. fantasy. This is complete fantasy. On they're our, making on our part. Xbox Game Pass on PC, which, I mean, I like the direction that Microsoft's going because, frankly, they weren't going to win any console war. But well, I mean, they, they, they definitely. They did great with the 360, but like Sega did great with the Genesis. They're just not, weren't set up to win this round. But this might give them a play. Against Google and Sony and Nintendo. It's an interesting development. We'll As they say on goes. Southern Charm, if you can't fight them, invite them. What is that? It's what is Southern Charm? Is that, is that the Charm. one with uh, Rachel Bilson? No. It's a reality television Oh, it's show. real people. Yeah. What's the one with Rachel Bilson? She's like a no. Southerner. I haven't, it's oh. Called like, it's called like Southern Pride or- I don't know. He's called his Don't Run or- I was famous in 2006. Something like that. <laughs> it's like, where's, where's Seth Cohen now? Um, also, uh, currently residing in the Where Are They Now file. Um you want to talk about uh, what? I mean, do you want to talk about Galaxy's Edge? Okay, here's what I want to say. I woke up to DMs from you of Coca-Cola bottles from the Galaxy's Edge. Uh, this is all that's important is that there's a Bloomberg article. I think it was published today. That's like the merch you can buy at Galaxy's. Galaxy's Edge is is Disney's Star Wars world mm-hmm. that you can go like hang out in, and it's like not like an amusement park in the sense that like it's like you're in Star Wars. It's like Westworld. Yeah, it's like Westworld but for Star Wars. Yeah, it's like you're in the play, you're a character. Star World. <laughs> Welcome to uh <laughs> what's that immersive play? No sleep no more. Sleep no more. Yeah, sleep it's, no it's, more. It's Star Wars sleep no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyhow, <laughs> you're watch so, people fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, uh uh but they're Ewoks. Uh, <laughs> you watch Ewoks fuck. Um but they they uh so they have these like shops where you can buy like you can like design a lightsaber and like you can buy like the crystals that go in the lightsabers and you can buy like um I know all kinds of like shit from like the the universe of Star Wars, which is really cool. And they have Cokes you can buy, and the Cokes are like they look like crazy Star Wars Cokes. They like, look like little grenades. If Coke existed in the Star Wars universe, this is what it would look like. It has like weird like language on it, Star mm-hmm. Wars language. Yeah, which is just, you know. Random symbols. Basically, <laughs> yeah, basically random symbols. Anyhow, it's really cool. It's just very, very cool. And it got me like very I, immersive. I was legitimately like, oh, I want I want to go to do this. Like this is something I'm actually interested in. Well, I did have a lot of faith in the Galaxy's Edge project because Avatar Land or whatever, World of Pandora, whatever they did, is a property I give no shit about. But the right. theming was so on point. Did you and go? Like, 
Uh, I've just seen a ton of stuff online. Okay, I was um, gonna say you haven't been to Avatar World. Like the, I'm not going to Florida for Avatar. What's it, what's World. it like? It's like is what World is, of Pandora. Oh, Pandora, Pandora. But the theming was really extensive, and my Pandora. thinking was like that was their response to Harry Potter, and basically practiced to do a really good Star Wars. How, how insane is it? They're like, remember Avatar from like ten years ago? We did an entire amusement park around it. Frankly, James Cameron is the world's like ultimate scammer because he had them make like six sequels to that first movie at the same time yeah before he even released delayed, one and proved that people still care i know he's like he's like in well of an amusement park and they're like yes james you've done it again they're like when people are interested we will be ready <laughs> they're like the park is underway when's that sequel coming out and he's like 20 20 x 2020 x like a like a like an anime <laughs> it's like neo tokyo um no, it's they've de- they've delayed the Avatar sequel for a year, because he was like, oh wow, like a lot of movies use my ideas that I had. It's like eco terrorism and and definitely waiting is the right move with that property. People have just only grown more fun. The longer I think, the longer they wait, the more they want it. Uh, I was actually reading, like we were looking at this, this old CNN article, which is like my favorite, one of my favorite articles of all time, which is like people having like it's like they're calling like like the blues or something, and it's like they're so depressed oh, yeah. that they can't live in the in Avatar's world. People were like suicidal. No, no, a guy's like, I just think door. about, the, I, I keep thinking about how upset I am that I can't live with the Navi, and I've contemplated suicide, and it's like, I don't think the problem is that you like the world of Avatar. Let me put it that. Let me put it to you that way. Like, I think you have bigger problems. I don't know. I feel that way about another blue character, Sonic the Hedgehog. <sighs> Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, Galaxy's Edge. Anyhow, the, the, Disney really Park, the Disney Park looks a lot like a lot of fun, and I won't go because there's going to be too many crowds and too many people and too many like Well, lines. when there's four locations and it's two years out and everything's polished and running. Is it like done? A, is it ready? When is it? When I, I think I it's ready. They just had press do a preview. We saw inside the bathroom, so everything must be done. The, bath, the toilet's flush. They're upside down. They're on the ceiling. You have to yeah. get into like a... You get into like a toilet suit. You get a little poop hologram <laughs> that's like, you have to flush me. You're my only hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what do they do? They're like, they don't have mirrors. They're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they are. It's like everything's just a little bit different than it is in the real world. Like, they have a, like, like racist caricature aliens looking back at you from the mirror. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. That's like the um. There's a place in Las Vegas where, or I think it's in Las Vegas. Maybe not, but it's like the urinals or mouths. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like this is unnecessary and <laughs> uncomfortable for everyone here. Piss pig content. Yeah, piss pig. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, let's talk about real things. You like UFOs? Mm, closer to Earth. What? What? Trump and Mueller. Oh, not as interesting. Well, we'll do this quickly. Okay. And then we'll go to UFOs. Um, Mueller gave a press uh, whatever. conference. You know what is there to say? Mueller gave a press conference where he was like, "Guys, Mueller's annoying." I told I'm you, sorry, to Mueller's impeach- fucking annoying. Yeah, I know. He's like, I think. You all know what to do. Goodbye. He's like, I saw a really good tweet that was like, did anybody do the reading assignment? And Elizabeth Warren raises her hand and he's like, anybody but Elizabeth. (laughs) He's like, the report says everything. It's clear. It's you could obviously see what I'm saying. I please do not subpoena me. Do not ask me to testify because there's nothing more I can add than what is in the report. It's like you could say if you think Donald Trump committed a crime, you could just say we think he committed a crime. Don't say you don't. Yeah, you take can't the say, precedent of when we said that they needed to investigate Hillary Clinton's emails or whatever. This? How about this? And uh, tell them to impeach. Don't say we can't rule out that he didn't commit a crime, which is like a double negative. And also, don't take uh, the Department of Justice's like random guideline that it's unconstitutional. Yeah, that's fine. It can be fine if you can't try. You can't charge him. You definitely can, though. No, no, no. It's fine. I mean, stop playing the game according no, to his rules. No, this literally happened with Nixon. They fired the guy, the, the the prosecutor, and then he was like, "This is up to Congress." And he's like, "It's up to Congress, and the American people, if like we're going to be like a place that where there's the rule of law, or if it's going to be like the rule of men." And like a week later, dude got impeached. And like the reality is, like Robert Mueller could be like, "Okay, guys, here's what I think." I think that the president did some bad shit. I it's not within my power to try him. That's what Congress does in this situation. They're the only people who can do it. By the way, I think they should wait on impeachment. I think they should wait until about three or four months out before the election. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I do not think I think if Trump is impeached. But don't you think that might just rally his supporters to be like they're trying to fuck us. Hey, fuck you. And they'll go out and vote when right now they kind of well, don't what, give let me a ask shit you about him either let way. Let me ask you, what if they begin impeachment proceedings and they go through them 
and the the and 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 the House is like, we vote to impeach, and then it gets sent up to the Senate, and the Senate's like, no, we're good, he's fine. Impeachment just made Clinton more popular, and my fear this is, is my that point. it rallies. This is my point. So if you do it in the in in at the moment when the election is occurring, when all eyes are going to be on who you should vote for. Mm-hmm. And you can start to expose the things that he's done and ask him about them and all that shit. That's the moment where, like, he's at his weakest. I Not- just think it, I think that if we try mm-hmm. to elect people based on that rather than having our own ideas and plan, I feel like we need to rally around a couple candidates and get people excited about them. And then maybe we can have that conversation. But right now, I think, like, that, to me... An impeachment's just going to make his base like more excited about defending him and like fuck you liberals trying to you know you couldn't win an election so now you're going to you stab our guy in the back like whatever yeah, bullshit that's argument right. that's right so well I, don't I feel know. like I we mean, all need to I mean what there you are think, so many democratic candidates should they impeach yes I agree they should impeach but strategically yes yeah, strategic impeachment and they should really draw it out. They should go real slow. Like, they should have some guy who reads real slow doing all the questions. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Mr. No. Trump. No, they should get, uh, get <laughs> Agent Smith from The Matrix. He's a very slow talker. Anyhow, all right, let's talk about UFOs. UFOs. Another government news. Uh, apparently, the Air Force is like, <laughs> we got aliens flying around. And the we- New York Times is like, oh, yeah, there's all these um, Air Force guys who are like, wow, we saw something that definitely defies logic and reality. Uh, and here's the video of it. And it flies in insane ways that don't make sense with physics. And it looks like a uh, spaceship. But yeah. we don't know what it and is. We're all like, OK, well, I guess so. Why not? I mean, what is it? What is it? No one knows. But don't you feel like maybe this whole aliens thing is kind of like us living in a virtual reality simulation or whatever, where it's like, that might well be true. It also doesn't matter, because if it is true, those people could just, like, aliens could just kill us. The virtual reality could get unplugged. You just kind of got to live your life Mm. as if. You're saying it doesn't matter if aliens are visiting this planet. Because if they have the technology to do that, we just exist on their whim. Like, our best bet is to just die quickly if they decide they don't like us. So we kind of got to live as if. Like, I think the best plan of action is just pretend they're not there. You know, it'd be crazy. Like, if the aliens showed up and they were, like, just like us, but they had better spaceships. Like, that's possible, they right? they were all, like, cuter. <laughs> they're, I mean, it's very possible they're just, like, exactly like humans, but they came up with stuff Well, better. the smart play would be to show up and look like us and be like, hey. Yeah. But that's a science fiction idea. Like, they're going to look like something. Yeah. They're not going to be disguising themselves. They're, they're gonna, like, probably going to show up trying to look like us so that we don't I don't think them. so. I don't like, think They so. all look like little kids. How would they know? Hi, we're little white children. How would they? <laughs> we it. love Jesus like, Christ. Like, wow, we're these, from Mars. These aliens are terrific. Yeah. I love these aliens. <laughs> I'll do anything they say. <laughs> I don't think, I think, I'm just saying like. None of us are Jews. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> we're all heterosexual. Jew, Jew in the bunch. <laughs> we love to procreate. Um, I don't, I'm just saying, is it possible that the aliens are really us. Time travelers? What, okay, but like, what is the thing? What is the thing flying around? What the fuck is it? I think it's aliens. No. I know that's You really think insane. so? I think it is. Somebody, it's I, either aliens or it's bugs in our code. Somebody was, tweet, somebody was tweeting that like, what if like the AI, that the AI became self-aware, but it didn't want to introduce itself to us like um, as a computer because it would be scary so it's like introducing itself to us as an alien that it's like putting the mm, thing in it's the, a better story somehow i don't know for the human brain it seems like a bunch of bs i just want to be taken off this world whether it's a mm-hmm. nuclear bomb or a teleporter i want someone to show up and be like um guys you're fucking this up we're just going to clean up your atmosphere and give you some ground rules and we'll come back in a thousand years and you've you know worked it out <laughs> and then and then we'll be like thank you aliens and then you know the guy from ancient aliens with his insane hair is like i told you so and we can all live in peace and harmony i don't i know that's yeah. probably not happening mm-hmm, probably not i mean it's probably not a good that's not a good solution and that's not going to happen it's very unrealistic i think um well speaking of false saviors want to talk about elon musk again what did he do? The Hyperloop. Oh yeah, the Hyperloop. The Hyperloop is now a tunnel for cars. Yeah, it's just a. It's just. A Does tunnel. he even put them on tracks, or, it, or they just drive through there? Cars. They, they just drive it's through. Car, it's just a car tunnel. Remember, he was like the Hyperloop. You can travel from New York to California in one hour or he whatever. He was like, we can't worry about labor laws. We need this thing. It's going to save humanity. And now it's a tunnel. This was also he could build it. He wanted to build a large mansion in in L.A. and needed the land. No, it's fucking bullshit. I mean, it's it's look. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean. 
you know, somebody can be really smart and also stupid as hell and also a scammer. Yeah. That's possible to, all of those things can be contained in one person. They generally are. Yeah. I think, well, it's like Tony Robbins, you know, like people have been talking about Tony, how cool Tony Robbins is for years. And then it turns out like there's just a tape of him like screaming the N word and maybe, <laughs> and he's also a, sex, a sexual harasser and maybe he's not that cool. Yeah. But I mean, it, it just comes down to like, we, I feel like we keep putting all of our eggs in the basket of like a capitalist genius without wondering if like, you know, what a single genius can't really save us. And also like we need lots of smart people. And so we should fund education. But also like the answer isn't going to be like a private company isn't going to like crack everything. Like wow. I, like the idea that like Blue Origin is going to save the human race by sending us to another planet. So when this planet's destroyed, we'll have an outpost somewhere is like fucking insane. Like yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Like let's just feed poor people and stop polluting the environment. Well, I let's mean, start it, there. Is, it is. It would be not that Space hard. travel is great, but. It would be good if there was a little bit more of giving people stuff. But it just feels like the Hyperloop gets like, like this is going to solve our infrastructure problem. And like, no, it probably isn't. You know what would solve our infrastructure problem is infrastructure. Well, the Hyperloop would, if it worked the way it was described originally, would be really helpful. Sure. And if everything that capitalism promised us and like corporations and companies promised us worked the way that they said that it would, it would always be great. Yeah. But they never do. And like we, I, I just feel like we keep getting caught in... um philosophically in like a trap of thinking that like the internet will be the bastion of education and like ends up it also spreads tons of misinformation and doesn't work perfectly yeah. and like we can't we have to tackle the fundamental problems in like really fundamental ways and elon musk drives me nuts because he keeps promising everybody a few years out his battery technology will solve the energy crisis and it's like there's good results he's got this. but in the meantime Maybe we build a nuclear power plant or do some solar energy investment and a Green New Deal. It just works, okay? Elon's got it. Stop questioning his technique. He knows what he's doing. <sighs> he's, solid, he's a solid guy. He's a solid guy, and he's definitely not. He thinks um, the number 420 is very funny. Well, we all we all do. There's <laughs> The two funniest numbers are 420 and 69. I think we all know that. They have endless utility. And really, they're best together. Yeah. When you think about <laughs> 420, it, four twenty six exactly. Um, all right, what else is going on? A ton of companies are starting to pull their business out of states that are trying to pass. Oh, I love this legislation. I love this. Um, fucking who was it? Bob Iger mm. from Disney was like, "Yeah, I don't think we can." Keep... Was it Bob Iger from Disney? Yeah. Is he from Disney? Yes. Okay. He was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't think we can keep working in Alabama if uh, or Georgia if you guys." Have and this, Netflix did the same thing. The shitty abortion law. Like, I hope they fucking. I hope those. I hope. I hope those states fucking starve. I hope that no one sets foot in them. I, I hope mean, we they, did it with North Carolina. Yeah, I hope their fucking government goes bankrupt. They can go to hell. They are fucking bastards. They are the devil. And by the way, this guy, uh, where is he? In fucking, who's the guy, who, the, the Democrat who just signed uh, an abortion, this heartbeat abortion law into into uh, into law? Well, it was like that piece that I think was on Slate today that was like, political confession. I think we should just give in to all the anti-abortion people. John, The governor of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, Democratic governor. Fuck you. You're not a Democrat. You're not a Democrat. One of the backbones of the of the Democratic um, of the Democratic like, beliefs is is choice. Women having freedom to choose what they do with their bodies. And like this shit's this guy needs to be 100% excommunicated from the Democratic Party. As does anybody who's like I'm pro life. You can be pro life in your life. Go ahead. Do whatever you like. You're it's your, your choice. Personal choice. Yeah, your is body the point your choice. Of pro choice. Your wife's body your choice. <laughs> I'm sure. Um but for the rest of the world and the rest of the Democrats like shut the fuck up. But if you're willing to compromise on something as core as, like, women's bodily autonomy and health care, what else are you willing to compromise on? Are you no. going to be like, well, we won't call it marriage. We'll switch gay people over here. And, like, you know what else? Uh, well, let's compromise on a few uh, health care legislation, other health care legislation portions. And, you know, let's also compromise. At what point do we keep shifting the center over to the right? Like, we have to have things that we specifically don't fuck with. And we specifically should not fuck with taking making teenagers who were raped by family members into having children like let's just not fuck with that idea i mean the, the let's whole, like draw a line in the sand there the whole thing is is perverse and 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 deranged and awful and i mean look i don't want to get too i don't want to get too into the weeds on my feelings about the state of the country but they're not good let me tell you they're not i wouldn't say they're upbeat and positive i'm feeling bad about the country right now and i can only hope that i don't know i was just trying to think of like I was like, okay, it's 2020. Uh -huh. The election's on. Yeah. If I'm a Trump supporter, do I feel better or worse about Trump in 2020? 
I think I feel worse about Trump. I think generally speaking, I'm like, I yeah. think Trump's kind of a fuck up. Mm-hmm. And like, when, I mean, he the, went, the when he came backbone. out with Putin, when he came out with Putin and was like, I don't see why Russia would do anything. Like when he, like but the all big of, backbone of loving him was that he was going to clean his act up, give me a tax cut and get this economy yeah. tight. I don't, right. the, I don't think the tax cut happened. Tax cut didn't happen. We have these tariffs coming in. The eco- economic bubble's about to burst and it hasn't improved for people at the bottom. In fact, it's gotten worse. Mm. And... Like, he didn't clean up and get, like, ship shape and right. He's full on, like, Kim Jong-un seems like, like the, a cool guy. Like, the thing with the, the USS... the smartest The USS people. John Leading McCain. The SS John McCain. I am fighting thing? with Megan from The View. It's so insane. <laughs> I know. The whole thing with that was uh, he made some, like... He went to Japan. He went to Japan. He made some very dismissive remarks about... Uh, Joe Biden, and then had them move the SS John McCain. He had them, you know, they covered they covered the the sign on the on the boat, and then had all of the guys who or work on it who wear the USS John McCain patch or whatever, like take the day off so that he wouldn't see it, so he wouldn't see the name John McCain, so he wouldn't fly into a rage. That's the kind of like literal. That's some toddler ass shit. Yeah. That's like as a person who has a young child. You can you be can't like block you can be, you people can, in real life as the president because this isn't Twitter. Yeah, buddy. but like, but like for children, you can like hide something under a blanket, and it's like it's oh, I don't know where it went. They're like, okay, I guess it's not there. <laughs> like, it's fucked up. It's deranged. It's disturbing, and I hate it. And I hate the president. And also, I've literally been investigating how somebody moves to Canada. Like, I was like, what would it take? Like, I'm actually like, oh, I've I've spent hours researching different countries uh like what is it um, well, let me immigration exp- well, let legislation me, let me explain um zelda will go to a elementary school a public elementary school in our neighborhood and they have a you can opt out you can opt your kid out of doing active shooter drills first graders okay and now i have to actually think is it better to have her participate in the active shooter drill and emotionally scar her and really fuck her up, but like, oh, maybe she'll be safer from the person who comes to the school with a fucking gun. Or do I keep her home and keep her away from it because you can do that? And maybe she doesn't know what to do when the active shooter shows up. And all I could think was like, I need to get the fuck out of a country that is more worried about protecting the gun makers than it is children in fucking elementary schools. And that's the country we live in. It is so fucking diseased. It is so fucking diseased and scary and upsetting. And like, I, I don't feel, I never felt this way about myself. Like, I feel like I, I'm like, I've grown up through not the worst era of all time. And we didn't have active shooter drills in my elementary school or any of my schools, but little of school I went to. And, and now I have to like contemplate this shit. And it's like other countries don't do this because they don't have people who can just fucking get AR-15s and run around and fucking shoot up schools. It's And it's also not part of their culture to do that. And so, like, yeah, you know, I'm, like, checking out Canada, seeing what's going on with France, checking out New Zealand. New Zealand's interesting because, yes, they had a mass shooting, and they were like, hey, guess what? All the AR-15s are banned. Go fuck yourself. I think Which the, is the correct reaction to the first mass shooting. The thing that gave me pause recently was uh, we're talking – I'm getting married in the fall if everything goes Congratulations. according to plan. Um, but we keep talking about kids and, and how – uh, frankly, we both need to make more money because we want to adopt and it's going to be fifty dollars to $100,000 for that to happen. Um, and people keep saying, like, get a surrogate uh, or, you know, get a friend to get pregnant or whatever. Just invent male birth. That all sounds great. But once you open yourself up to the idea of, like, adopting a kid and all of that, all that that entails, it, you don't it's hard to then turn around and be like, I'll make somebody. And also when I look at the state of the world, if a person already exists and has to grow up here, I'm going to try to make their life the best that they can, I, that, that I can. But I can't in good conscience at this point create a person out of like whole cloth to inhabit a world where they're going to get shot at school or the oceans will boil or we'll all run out of food or they'll get the measles because be, nobody got vaccinated. They'll be in a boiling ocean once we shoot to them from the shore, like from the shoreline. We live, and people keep bringing up this point, that we live in the safest time. We live in the most technologically advanced time. We live in... But the thing is, is it's like, but basic problems, like... Hey, it's like the great comedian Louis C.K. says, you know? Oh, God. Everything is, ama- everything is amazing. No one's happy. But it's like... You could you get on your cell phone on a plane. Our infanticide rate is so high, and, like, uh, rare diseases are coming back, and, like, shootings are really prevalent. And it's like, I can't make a kid in that world. So, like... 
I'm going to have to, if I want to have a family, I got to like hustle up and so that I can in good conscience. You know, it's just fucked up. And I did not expect any of this growing up. And I'm so sick of older people being like, your generation is big complainers and so entitled. And why can't you get it together? And why do you all live with your parents? And why are you killing Applebee's? It's like, you made us all poor and like on the brink of death. What did you, sorry, we're not like cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mean to just like shit on all of this, but I, I do think that like, the closer we get to the 2020 election, the more pragmatic I'm trying to think about things. And also the more I'm trying to weave a larger narrative for myself and for other people out of all the horrible stuff we all feel. Because I think that also Trump was a response to that. It was people's desperation for like, fuck the system because they know it's bad. If right. we can weave a larger narrative and, and give people hope and say there there's a, there are reasons for what's happening and there's a mindset that in philosophy we need to get rid of, like that is the, you got to go like into the darkness to come out with like a plan for it. And I just, I don't know, like especially on this podcast every week, like talking about the whole world, it's easy to like ignore news until you're forced to make a list of it for Slack so right. that Josh and you have something to talk That's about. That's exactly right. And you can kind of start to see like a pattern. So maybe we talk about the same thing on this podcast regularly. Yeah, maybe. Because it's all what are we going to do? We're living regular, in a hell world. It's part of a regular cycle that we're in. I just like, I just, I just want, I just want people to use their brains and do the right thing and nobody does that here anymore, it seems like. And it's really upsetting. Well, at Jack and at Twitter are considering know, finally know. banning hate accounts. Considering. Considering. They're like, let's set a meeting for two months from now. They're like, are Nazis bad? And we'll talk about if Nazis are bad. An investigation. Are Nazis bad? Really? Shrugs Jack as he drinks his... Kombucha. Kombucha. Ayahuasca kombucha. Salt drink, salt beverage. I don't know, whatever. I don't, I'll like, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, social media is garbage. Facebook is shit. I mean, this thing with the Nancy Pelosi video is insane. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to. How has it gone on this long? I just, I, I mean, I tweeted about this the other day, as I want to do. And I was just like, look, they know, they know that the video is confusing people and they like it. It's good for engagement. Mm -hmm. They like it when people are confused. People sit there longer and try to figure it the fuck out. They comment. They repost it. Facebook's a fucking scam. Facebook is the Tony Robbins of websites. And Twitter is the... I don't know. Who's Tony Robbins' assistant? Jordan Peterson. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. No, but it's all garbage. I mean, Twitter's like doing a study to try to figure out if um, they should ban hate accounts. And it's like, well, only a person only a person who's actually stupid doesn't know the answer to this question. Either you're stupid or you're willfully ignorant. And either one is not an excuse for a company um, that's responsible I mean, the for... answer's obvious for anyone that like can read and write and has experienced the world for more than five years. Like, the answer's just obvious. Like, Nazis are bad. Uh, or yeah. you're mentally ill. I'm Those sorry, are the two positions if, that are if your business, exist. If your business can't sustain banning accounts run by Nazis who spout, like, Nazi shit... You have no business being in business. Then your business sucks. You have a shitty business. I'm sorry. Most businesses don't need Nazis. They don't. They just fucking don't. No matter what. Most bookstores don't need people to be able to buy copies of Mein Kampf. Like, bookstores are fine. Amazon's fine. Does Amazon sell Mein Kampf? It probably does. But, like, wait, does it? I don't know. Let's yeah, it out. absolutely does. Let me see. Yeah, you can buy it. Many, many copies of Mein Kampf. You can get an original version of Mein Kampf. Beautiful. Wonderful. If Facebook is Tony Robbins, Twitter is Jordan Peterson, then Instagram is Anna Delvey. I don't know. Look, at, at any rate, I'm just saying... Twitter's really dumb. The, the people who run it are really dumb. It's a bad service. And but I look why do we keep using it? Well, Compulsion? I personally, I keep using it because it's part of my job to yeah. see what's going on in the world and to tell people about stories that we're writing. If if tomorrow my job was to make chairs, I wouldn't fucking touch Twitter ever again. As someone who like makes jokes and witty remarks. Uh, supposedly, mm. I do feel a weird compulsion, allegedly, a, like a social compulsion to use Twitter. I don't. Which I, I don't wish that I feel I didn't. only. I feel only a, a a habit, a force of habit. Like I need an outlet for that. I feel only a sense that something's which going on. Which I didn't on, need before. But it. the something, the something's going on. Instinct is not re is not a real part of our existence. It's it's something that's been created by social media. Yeah. Like like you don't need to know everything that's going on right now. You actually don't. Yeah, I probably would you. have just read magazines and written a memoir, which yeah. is way you would, more productive you be than being a, on you'd Twitter. You'd be reading a book or talking to people and yeah. your family or your I'd friends or your up. or your partner. You would be you would be outside. You would be doing something with your hands. You would be like, there are other things that people did, so many other things that were so much more valuable than looking than at Twitter. Than live tweet jokes. And yeah. by the way, I love the internet. Yeah. I grew up on the internet, but like I can identify this thing that is definitely unhealthy and bad. And like I long for the day when I no longer need... Look, I think when Trump is out of office... 
I mean, I'll still have the job that I have, but I think when Trump is out of office, um, I think I, I think I'll probably sort of retire from looking at Twitter ever, for mm-hmm. the most part. We'll see if he's out of office anytime soon. You'll just trust President De Blasio to take care of business. <laughs> President Bill De Blasio could do whatever he wants to whoever he wants, whenever he wants, as far as I'm concerned. All right, what else is going on? Um, they're making a normal people TV show for all you rune hounds. They're making a TV show out of the Normal People novel by Sally Rooney. Yes, on Hulu. That seems that doesn't seem like it needs a show. It's not that long of a book. It's like two hundred pages. It's like a people movie. love a millennial love story. I get it. You could definitely do like ten episodes of that. Yeah, it's fine. I wouldn't call it a love story. It's a love story. It's very nice. You should all read it. People, I've had people, I've recommended people, and they've read it, and they're like, I hate this. And it's like, well, she doesn't use quotation marks. The worst feeling in the whole world is when you show someone a TV show and they go to the bathroom and they're like, you don't have to pause it. Ugh, that's Laura every <laughs> night. We're watching something. Or when John watches five seconds of a YouTube video and he goes, no, nah, I get it. Yeah. No, that's like Laura. No, Laura, like we were, we were watching um, Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about Captain Marvel. Uh, oh, yeah. You finally saw Laura's Captain like, Marvel. I was like, do you want me to pause it? She's like, it's fine. I'm like, you literally don't, aren't seeing any. She's like, I don't care. Um, Captain Marvel. I watched it finally. Yeah, it's a movie. It's absolutely a movie. It's not one of the best Marvel films. That's my opinion. No. It's not one of the worst. I think we landed on the consensus that you can critique it in good faith and then and be extremely valid, but that a lot of people weren't critiquing it in good I'm, faith. I'm I'm I honestly it felt kind of like um mostly when I was watching, I was like, this is sort of like an episode of the next generation. Like they're like helping these refugees, these weird, very Star Trek looking refugees, like get to like a refugee planet or a ho- whatever. Uh, the whole thing was very. I was like, are these aliens supposed to be Palestinians or Jews? Please don't answer. Nobody ever tell me which it's supposed the to be. The whole thing was extremely contrived. It was like, it, it just like, it like, it required us to, to, um, First off, the Skrulls were like bad guys in the earlier movies, right? And now mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we're sympathizing with them. Like, they're not just hordes of random whatever. But it's like, fine, cool. What bothered me first off is that the main Skrull has an Australian accent. Like, a very pronounced Australian accent. Yeah. He's like, I'm a well, Skrull. everyone in the Put universe- another shrimp on the bobby. Everyone in the universe speaks fluent English or as has you know, translation technology. As you know, I'm a Skrull. Anyhow, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm like, could you do like an accent of some type that's unidentifiable? Like, I don't, like, it's bad for me that I'm like- you're an Australian guy in a costume. Like, do a thing. Do like a scrawl voice. Be like, I'm a scrawl. I'm from. I'm not from Australia, or something like that. I'm just saying. But then, um, but then also like, I don't know. The 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 backstory is pretty weak. Honestly, I read up on Captain Marvel too. After yeah, the movie. it's a messy. It's a messy. Like, Captain Marvel doesn't have a good backstory. No, it's a messy canon. They made something kind of better out of it, but it it's not a know. strong. And she's definitely. Hold on. Also, like she's. She was in a relationship with the other woman in the movie, right? I mean, are they like winking? What's the weird winking they're doing? Why can't we just say that they're lesbians? Yeah, can't she have just been her girlfriend? Just be lesbian. Why can't? Why can't? It's like, why do I have to be like? Maybe it's it's. I'll tell you from personal experience, it's much easier to just be gay than it is to dance around with undertones and have roommates. So the other actress, Lashana Lynch. Who plays? I think her name is—is is it Monica uh, Maria Ram, Rambo? Is that her name? Yeah, mother of Monica Rambo. Yeah, okay, that's the mother of Monica. Okay, so anyhow, um, it's like also Annette Benning, huge lesbian energy in this movie. A lot of lesbian energy, but the point is, like, uh, you know, they clearly have like this like deep, very emotional connection. But it is honestly, it's like the Mueller, it's the Mueller test, it's like the Mueller um, thing of relationships in movies, where it's like. He comes out, he's like, I'm not saying he didn't do it, but I'm not saying he did it. And they're like, we're not saying they're gay, but we're not saying they're not gay. And it's like, are they gay or not? Like, what's up with this relationship? I don't have any friendships like that. It's 2019, and we cannot make another Joel Schumacher, Batman, and Robin. Just have them kiss, or don't do bat nipples. Batman and Robin were not gay. In the Batman and Robin, Joel Schumacher movie, they were pretty gay. Well, I think that's maybe, I don't know about that, but. In the comic books, Bat Robin wakes up in Batman's bed most times. And I will say this. And we've all been there. That's fine for the 90s. No, you were doing a little wink and a nod and a sensibility. And no. at this point, if you're doing an original new backstory for an existing character and you're going to make her basically be a lesbian but not say it, it's 2019 I think Marvel. It's, I think it's much more explosive to make Batman gay. Than it is to um, 
But what I'm saying is, make Captain Marvel. If yeah. you're gonna make a movie that's filled with gay I'm just illusions saying, and yes. imagery, I'm just saying, just don't a, do, just I'm, don't do it. I'm just saying it's annoying that like you're gonna try to like have it both ways. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes, don't like, have it both ways. No. Have it one way or the other way. Yeah, or not, be bisexual and not, have it both ways. It's not Burger King. Wasn't there an old thing? It's like have it your way. Yeah, you can't have it your way. Have it a way. Have it someone's way. Anyhow, so it seemed like they were lovers uh, in a relationship. They were they were lesbian lovers in a relationship, raising a beautiful daughter, raising a beautiful, the spunky, fun kid. But I guess we'll have to wait for the next Captain Marvel movie to see the big reveal where they kiss or something. But it's like, yeah, honestly, it's like the oh. Oh, okay. But but okay, let me just say I'm just fine. I'm gonna finish the Captain Marvel thing. I thought it was a very mediocre Marvel movie. But don't you doesn't it frustrate it frustrates me the way that the female Ghostbusters did, where it's like, listen, you shouldn't have to be perfect. It shouldn't have to be a perfect movie in order to come out with women in it. But we live in the world we live in, and if you're gonna do your first female superhero movie, yeah. it better be fucking amazing. I don't know. I think it's just like because if you're just going to do the one, you got to do it really well. I hated the 90s shit, too. It was so heavy-handed. It was so It was like all the 90s things all at once. It's like, here's a Game Boy and yeah. Gwen Stefani. And a Nine Inch Nails shirt. And, you know, like- You guys like jukeboxes? Yeah, they're like, have, have you heard of, I don't know, whatever. Blockbuster? Like, yeah, Blockbuster, <laughs> right. It's like, okay, we get it. It's in the 90s. Nobody's got a cell phone. Also, she's like like hot wiring things and like doing intergalactic like communication with, with Jude Law, who, by the way, Jude Law is 100% evil from the second he comes on yeah, screen. Like, you can't do it. They couldn't even find an actor who could pull off not being actually the bad guy. Sorry, spoiler alert. But if you've seen one frame of Jude Law and Captain Marvel, you don't need to, you're not getting spoiled. But like Jude Law, Annette Benning, Lee Pace, this was big homo energy. Okay, yeah, the Lee Pace thing was interesting, sort of. Yeah. Like, does he even show up? He's just in the background. He comes back and, yes, he he's in the background and then he's here. Does he fight? And then he's like, um, no. He's like, we're scared of her. You know, they were like, she was like, get out of here. You get out of town. And I can't and remember. And then he comes back in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And he's yeah. like, he's is he trying to kill all the Skrulls? Is that what he's doing? Or is he trying to kill the Kree? God, it's so stupid. Who knows? Remember. Who cares? It's all so dumb. I'm sorry. It just is. This reminded me. It like snapped me back. I was like, wow, like. Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame, truly a monumental piece of filmmaking. And then this, like, snapped me back to, like, the the old Marvel, like, Thor Dark World shit where I'm like, (laughs) these movies are fucking incoherent. Like, this is a pretty incoherent movie. Yeah, it gave me a lot of, like, amazing Spider-Man vibes. For the record, it's not the worst. No, but it's it's similar to Brie Larson where I'm like, you're okay at your job. Brie Larson's very good in in, uh, Short Term 12, great film. You're good at your job. I haven't seen Room. I hear she's incredible in it. I don't. It seems really depressing. Anyhow, let's move on. We gotta. We gotta get. We yeah, gotta wrap that, up. Now soon. that we've discussed this movie from several several months ago. Oh no! Wait. Can I talk about this All in the Family thing? Have you seen this? No. They redid. Oh, dude. John told me about this, and I haven't watched this it. Shit, don't. Don't. Oh, no. It's bad. Ellie Kemper was in it. Yes, and there's some good performances. So what they did is they basically did a live that. Norman Lear's classic, absolutely terrible. Uh, TV show, All in the Family. Not a terrible TV show. It's it will you'll be reminded of it actually how annoying and bad it, it does not hold up. And but they're it, like they're like they're facing it was the revolutionary issues. at the time. Yeah, I get it. Whatever. They're, okay, cool. Like you know, so was the landline when they invented it. But like, sure. But we if we wanted to be woke about things, we would have to discount John Waters. Okay, which so is revolutionary for so time. so anyway. So they redid episodes of um, All in the Family and, and the Jeffersons. I didn't watch. The, I didn't couldn't get through the whole All in the Family episode, which was. Very first off, I know they were made in the seventies, and I know Archie Bunker is supposed to be a racist person, but it is really crazy how racist he is in the shit that he says. That was like this is on a comedy show on like eight o'clock on Thursday night or whatever. The other thing is, here's what what, what actually disturbed me more about Archie Bunker. First off, he's an odious person, like a really garbage person. He's played by Woody Harrelson, who cannot do a Brooklyn accent to save his life. It is he's doing some kind of weird Cockney accent. It's insane. Breaking news. It's Archie Bunker. Unpleasant. Yeah. No. But not okay. But like, but but he's like 100 percent abusive, like oh, full-on yeah. abusive to his wife yeah. and his daughter, but mostly his wife. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I was just, was, we were watching, I'm like, wow, this, at first I was like, this is an amazing idea. And then like 10 minutes in, I was like, this is fucking grating and stupid and is in, insulting my intelligence and I need to turn it off. Also, Woody Harrelson cannot do a Brooklyn accent. It's driving me fucking up a wall. If you are itching for um, 
older sitcoms being analyzed through their like cultural revolutionary lens, especially progressive politics and um, the way we had conversations and like the um, surprising depth and intelligence that issues were dealt with and also the like ham-fisted, you had no idea what you were doing stuff. Um, check out Matt Baum on uh, YouTube. He does this series called Culture Cruise mm. where he breaks down episodes of like Golden Girls or I Love Lucy yeah. and they're huge progressive politics. Uh, and the huge gains made by those artists and also the way that they like don't understand how being gay works or that like black people don't want you to condescend to them with how woke you've become in 20 minutes. Yeah. But they're big gains and and it's a nice critical analysis so you would be able to revisit those things and reflect on them with some context and discussion yeah. by an intelligent yeah. person, uh, which is probably what they were going for, but it, it ends up network TV isn't very... Good. <laughs> yeah. This is, um, I mean, I think it's a good time to promo the Dharma and Greg podcast that I've been doing, which kind of analyzes the, the, the social and class structures presented in the show, in the hit TV show Dharma and Greg. Uh, Dharma, Shut of course, up. is a Jewish girl from a, a liberal hippie family. Okay. And uh, Greg is a, he's like a stockbroker from a waspy white ass family. And they fall in love in one day and get married. And they have adventures together, but really it speaks to um, the class struggle in America. And you can tune in Thursdays at noon. Each episode is released. Uh, and it's called the uh, it's called uh, Mixed Signals. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, Anyhow. As Ariana said on Vanderpump Rules, I take sketch comedy very seriously. And it upsets me when people think they can just, like, do it. <laughs> Does she do sketch comedy? She like took a few UCB classes and worked at College Humor for a summer. And oh. someone else on the show was like, "I'm going to do stand up," and she was like, "That's really offensive to me as an artist." And she's like, "I have a philosopher built a career and a life around comedy, and you are." She was like, "Satire is basically a core part of my mind." Wow, she said um, that. It's incredible. All right, All right let's else? do nice things. Nice things. Oh my god! Wait a second. Do I have nice things? This I week? have a lot of nice. Can things. you like whittle it down to like no a baker's dozen? Yeah, it is a bigger. Okay, system. go ahead. Do your nice things. The Twilight Zone wrapped up its first season. Uh, it's not perfect, but I and it's a little ham-handed. The politics are a little obvious for especially for Jordan Peele. But there that was one some... episode where the, with the video camera. Yeah, woo, that is some heavy. It was good, entertaining. There's but some also... good performances, and there, there's there better a... episodes. The Twilight, than other ones. the Twilight Zone remake, which I would still be watching if I hadn't canceled my CBS subscription does have some redeeming qualities. It does. It is, there are some pretty good episodes. I'm happy that it exists and I'm excited to see what they do next season and um, uh, it was it was, it was mm. fine uh, on the scale of the horrible things I've watched on the internet. Um, uh, I saw Booksmart and Aladdin as a double feature. Booksmart was the fucking funniest, no. tightest, best movie I have seen in so long. I heard it's a big bomb. Also, that, I heard the politics are very uh, it was centrist, centrist politics. Everybody shut up. It was amazing. Wow, it was really? so funny not what I'm good. hearing. I'm hearing I it's bad. laughed to the point of crying, and I stared at John most of that movie just because I was in disbelief of what we were watching. It was so good. John was like, I'm not into this. It, he loved it. He loved it. it. Okay. amazing. Right. Okay. Um, I've heard bad things about it. Aladdin. Also, I don't care, I guess, about Booksmart. Aladdin was opinion. super interesting to me. I cannot me. believe you went. you paid money to see Aladdin. It is my favorite animated movie, and it was the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Me and my dad sat in the front row because I thought that that would make it better when I was a kid. Um, so John and I sat pretty close, and we went to an IMAX screening to kind of, like, have our moment. Um, and uh, it was weird because so bad. there are things in it that are really good, and there are things in it that are so bad, so laughably irredeemable. And it really frustrated me because— directed by Guy Ritchie. Who has done good film? But he's ba he's bad. He doesn't yeah, understand the Sherlock Holmes movies are good. Culture, uh, yeah. the culture he's dealing with. He doesn't understand the point of these Disney films or the dynamics at play. Um, and Will Smith is horribly miscast. But Naomi Scott was amazing. Uh, she's a spitting image of Sarah Michelle Gellar as the, in the best way I could possibly say that. Um, and I, uh, I would say it's worth watching. Um, just. Go in with the low. I went in with the lowest expectations. Like I was actively saying this is going to be terrible right as it started. Yeah, and then I walked out and went. Yeah, I was kind of. Do you think? Fun. But do you think? That, do you think that helped? Do you think that helped? Yeah. Go in with just assuming that it's going to be the worst thing you've ever seen, and then you'll be like, oh, oh, okay, that was a little fun. Um. Hmm. So there's that. Um. The song, uh, money by. Kelly 47 which is spelled L-E-I-K-E-L-I-47, -E -E wow. uh, was featured in Booksmart, and now I'm obsessed with this rapper, so check her out. 
uh, Charlie XCX, Diplo, and Herv Page dropped a remix of the like a like a sampled remix of "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls called "Spicy," which also blew my fucking mind. And the video is all '90s CGI and like Lisa Frank stuff, but not in a Katy Perry way. It's very like space meets dolphins in a cool way, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And then my main nice thing this week was that last week I, for the first time, had a cosmetic procedure done. Uh, I got... You did? Yes. Uh, I've had a lot of like loss of volume in my skin around my mouth. Uh, everyone in my family sort of ages the exact same way. Mm. So I had a little bit of filler put in to my smile lines oh my God, and a Ryan, little no. bit in my top lip. Ryan. Um, and it's super subtle. You didn't even notice, but it, it, it helped erase those lines. And I, but I'm mad now. I feel really good about it. And mm. I, um, especially mm. somebody that has like struggled with my personal appearance and control over my bodily autonomy. It, Same. It made me feel. Oh, well, the first part, not the second. It made me feel really good. That right, well, I, wow, it you was made cheap. me feel bad for saying I'm upset. About it was a it. cheap, easy way. To, what are we talking about? How much? How much? Uh, I spent six hundred bucks. Um, I thought when I saw filler in this list, I thought you were like. You know, just like stuff like that doesn't like, you know, like the stuff like in between like a TV show. It's just like nonsense. No, I, I uh, I'm an actual filler. I'm an actual dermal filler. Mm. Uh, humanity's accomplishments. Fire, the wheel, microchip, dermal filler. Uh, I loved it. And frankly, if you're in consultation with a very good doctor and it's something minor and subtle that isn't going to break your bank. I say go for it. It made me feel very happy in the way that a good outfit and stuff does. And I had a lot of mishigas about whether I was conforming to society's standards. But frankly, it took two seconds and I feel great. So go and get the filler, especially if you're a dude. I gotta say. Because women have license to take pride in their appearance and care about their bodies. Take care of yourself, dudes. Don't make this about gender, okay? Take care of yourself, dudes. Everything's about gender. I've been thinking about getting my knees removed and you've given me the encouragement to just... Just get rid of them. What do I need them for? Everything I have earnestly <laughs> said on this episode, you have no time for. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person who stinks. <laughs> well, but if honestly, the listener hates me, then they'll love you. I could finally slide under a door without hitting my head. It's going to be great. I can't bend my legs anymore, but I look very lean with no knees, I think. So that's just an idea. Getting a bunch of light. You're mad. you bad at me? No. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't You're know you entitled got, to your own I didn't opinion. I know you got plastic surgery. It wasn't plastic surgery. It was well, a that's what I'm gonna, I'll be referring to it as plastic surgery. Although just, I, I just went in to get my lips moved, no, and then they were like, you want to do the lines? And I was like, how much is that? Oh it was like God. 200 bucks, so I did control. it. This is out of control. Is it my turn to do nice things? I guess. You don't have anything nice. You. If the listener is unaware, Josh takes a solid 15 minutes to come up with a one did nice I do, thing. Did I do the, uh, I didn't tell about the OnePlus 7, did I? Yes, you did. Fuck. Did I do this a nice thing? You did an extended oh, segment oh, about it last know. week. Unless you have something new to add. Oh, I got a nice thing. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's not that nice. I got a nice thing. It's not that nice. Neither am I. I started reading Stephen King's The Stand. Ugh. Okay. The stand, Here in its, we go. the stand in its original form was about a thousand pages long. But then about 20 years ago or 15 years ago, Stephen King was like, actually, my publisher made me cut 400 pages from this because they couldn't sell the book because it'd be so expensive. And then they added it back in. So there's a 1400 page version of the stand. And it is so fucking good. It is 47 hours on audiobook. Oh my God. The book itself is like two bricks. It's like two bricks from a house put together. <laughs> And it is a universe. First off, it is set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It is set in like 1990. It is fucking absolutely terrifying. I'm only like 10 chapters in or something. And there's, I guess, I don't know, 5,000 chapters. This is a book that's all about Jenny McCarthy. Have you read it? And there were, no. And there Have was you that seen Molly the miniseries? Series. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't know, but I remember the miniseries vaguely. I remember the miniseries. The my basic, dad has it on tape. This is the or my basic. Uncle does. This is the basic premise of the of the of VHS the VHS. It's very very fucking ripped from the headlines. Okay. The basic premise is, and I don't know all of it. Jenny McCarthy gets no vaccines done. A a on a U.S. Army base, a lethal strain of the flu is accidentally released to the general population. Gen pop. Yeah, Gen pop. I'm only in the part where it's spreading. Drag named Gen Pop. It is Gen Pop's really good. 
is very good. Just really, really good. You should use that. Um, he patented it here. But mark it Nobody, down. If write you it up. win Drag Race with that name, you owe me $100,000. That's exactly right. At least. Uh, anyhow, it is fucking, it is terrifying. It is emotional. It is funny that Stephen King can write a book and it's the whole it's a whole world like he's so good at like I'm like I'm in this fucking world yeah he's a world builder it is like like when you when I'm I've been mostly listening to it I've been reading it a little bit but like listening to the audiobook because you know I commute you tag team and I do that's right I tag team it and it's just like you're in a whole fucking just a whole world and it is so scary and good anyhow the stand that's it that's my nice thing it's a book about the apocalypse mic drop that's right that's exactly right (laughs) All right, we got to wrap up. I got to go get a drink. Yeah, me too. I need one bad. It's hot in here. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just been told that your family's been spotted on Air Force radar and the orders are shoot to kill.